Okay. So now I think what I want to do here is I'm going to have everybody clap. Just do a big clap and on a 3-2. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like do on like a 3-2-1 countdown to like for my for my editing sake. All right, ready? Here, put your hands in the air. Hands are in the air. Three, two, one. The worst clapping I've ever heard. <laughs> you guys are terrible. I think you should leave all of this in. This is this is going in now. I mean, the, you this entire practically segment. applauded. This is like you practically just applauded. Entertainment right here. This is what I signed up for. Everybody's gonna love this. Everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, did you hear that clapping part that they did?" Oh man. They are. What a great what a great part. All right, welcome everybody. Now that we're in this. Yeah. To Session 0.5, a podcast that serves as your one-stop shop for all things tabletop role-playing game. My name is Theo Bazin, uh, introducing my guests this week, uh, which will be rotating uh, in an episodic fashion. Wow, good one. Uh, I love our... episodic fashions. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I thought I was proud of that one. Yeah. Um, are my personal friend uh, and both DM and PC, uh, Ethan. I'm not very good at either, but I try my best. <laughs> wrong and Damn. my other wow. personal okay. friend and don't cut me off my, <laughs> my cut other him off. Cut him friend off. <laughs> my other friend i'm trying to introduce you guys no. my other friend do not perceive and me. also and also player kyle hi kyle's here i have a All lesser right. title than ethan this is great <laughs> yeah because <Okay. laughs> i don't know how to, i don't know how, i don't know how to dm i'm really bad at that have you ever tried one day nope. one day you'll figure it out no, yeah, you've, you've never tried. Yeah. I mean, this is a great segue into our first wow. bit here. Wow. A segue. How to start a game. Segue. I love segues. Me too. Like Just like Paul Paul Markov. Paul Blart Markov. Edit that out. Right. <laughs> no, never. Uh, Keep that the How to start a game and learn the ropes. Every episode, we're going to have a main uh, advice segment uh, where we answer one uh, we feel uh, to be a burning question that a lot of people uh, getting into the game or even uh, those who are experts have. None of us uh, are probably experienced to be talking about this, but hey, that's no. what makes it fun. That's fine, though. All right. It so, is what it is. Let's start with talking about uh, how to get into a game. So we all here, it's important to acknowledge that we three people are very lucky in terms of getting into games because we all were already friends before. We're all nerds. This is true. And we all had kind of a mutual interest. Uh, it started with uh, Ethan actually reached out to me the first time, uh, and doubly lucky we had a Ethan has a neighbor yeah. that was like an experienced DM, like literally lived next door. We had to like uh, like a short walk through his sidewalks <laughs> yes. to get to, so, to get to a DM, an experienced DM. Basically, what happened was I had been starting to watch some uh, like D and D live play games on YouTube and. I went up to another one of our friends named Jacob, and I was like, hey, you want to play... You ever heard of this game called Dungeons & Dragons? <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> and, but, and he was like, yo, I think we... Uh, I've been thinking about wanting to start playing that. And I was like, hey, we have some other friends. Why don't we go ask them if they want to play? And then it turns out people did. And then here we are. So that's, yeah, easiest, uh, easiest shit in the world. Uh, and then uh, we reached out to Kyle later. Yeah. Um... It took me a while and to, like, actually finally be able to play, because I think the first time... I remember the first time you guys invited me to a session, um, that, like, very week my uncle died. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I was like, yeah. I had to miss our session zero and had to get everything set up like five minutes before our first session. Yeah, I remember like everybody else was done. We were just setting up your yeah. character like. Because like I would have loved speed. to play, and I was like oh, yeah. really mad. I was less mad that my uncle died. And it was more <laughs> wow. Okay, but actually, though, like, uh, that that session zero did not go well because that was the same time that I got really sick. Yeah, or not like really, really sick. sick, but I was not well enough to do anything. So only like four of the people, four people were there. Of the six, and players. one of them was my brother. Yeah, he, <laughs> so he was like, legally required. Wild God, we had to two be people there. missing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's Will very, it's very house, beneficial so. to have like somebody living in your household who's also part of your group. Mm. Uh, so yeah. you can nag them constantly about getting their this shit together. True. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who are not as lucky, how do you start a game? How do you actually get people uh, to want to play Dungeons & Dragons or any other tabletop game with you? Well, first and foremost, take it from our example, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends. Um, if your friends are your true friends, they might also be nerds. If you're <laughs> listening to this podcast right now, I'm sorry to like red pill you here. It might be time to face it. <laughs> You, you are might be a, a nerd. nerd. Um, yeah, I think you might be a nerd. Uh, I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Um, but yeah. Um, so you probably have mutual interests with a lot of the people around you. And that's not a thing to be afraid of. And in fact, take advantage of it. You know, um, another thing that's important is if you want to start playing uh, and you don't know a whole lot of people around you who have played D&D or other tabletop games before, you might have to run a game. And it's, it's scary, yes. It's scary, yes. Yeah, hyperventilating and gasps aside, it's scary. But, you know, just start to try to learn the rules. Um, start to try to pick up some resources, some materials, and uh, then get some friends. And everything else will come uh, with it. And honestly, if you're trying to introduce new people, the best way to go about it is bullying. And by that, by that, <laughs> by that, I mean like just encourage people to try it. Like I found that yeah. one shots are usually a good way to get people into playing D and D because, especially, it gives me a chance to kind of learn how to DM before I was actually DMing yeah. my own campaign. And then also it is just generally like a it's a nice way for people to be introduced because they get to try the game without like committing to a long campaign absolutely um and you know if it's not if if, if it en doesn't end up being for you if it doesn't end up being for one of your particular friends that's not the end of the world you know um you can always just not play it's a game and if it's not D D, there's other systems there's other games absolutely. to play and but if you're probably here listening to this you probably want to play so yeah. That part aside. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. Um, and as far as learning the rules, it's a lot at first. True. And that is, that is just true. Um, so that, you know, maybe you don't want to start with 5e, which is, although simpler, like, quote-unquote, than other uh, Dungeons & Dragons systems that came before it, uh, has a lot of rules. And that's just kind of the truth. Um, you can start with another system. Or... Um, you can just uh, you can try to learn 5e, um, but don't be afraid if the rules are a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve at first, because your friends and you are in it together, right? Sure. So both of you work together to 
start to learn the rules and start to uh, form a more cohesive uh, group and uh, game. Yeah, I think also 5e is actually a pretty decent system to learn on. That was what mm. I learned TTRPGs on, and I'm not going to lie, I don't have much experience with other TTRPG. I don't have as much experience as I might like with other TTRPGs aside from 5e, but like 5e is not a bad system because I feel like once you kind of know the rules for some aspects of the game, so much of it is more intuitive that like it's you have a decent idea of the rules as a whole like does that make sense yeah yeah like do you once yeah once, once you, you know how to you use you learn... a d20 the yeah. rest of the game kind of <laughs> falls into place once you learn general thing with ttrpgs once you learn one you can start learning others um that was what happened more in my experience i have played uh right now you know i've only played like three systems uh 5e is the one i play most often and then I also I've also played Monster of the Week and Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition, um, both very good systems, by the way. Um, and you know, once you start learning one, especially running one, where you you know when you're on uh, the GMing or DMing uh, side of the perspective, uh, you get a, a greater sense of the rules because you're the one who has to like uh, be the judge, jury, and executioner as far as following the rules. systems you know <laughs> there they are a thing uh, yeah. that exist that are that's a thing decently um but yeah i think the biggest thing we can take away from this or that you can take away from this is don't be afraid uh yeah just try, yeah, new, try new things this is you're like for example we are trying, trying to, to make, make a, a podcast. podcast right now this is the first podcast that i've ever made um yeah, don't be afraid to try new things. Good life advice. Good advice in terms of uh, RPGs, Dungeon and Dragons. Dragons. Uh, you know, what started as a, a like, weekly trek to my friend's neighbor's house uh, has transitioned to, True. like, a, you know, a weekly thing. I've run, I've run and finished a full 5e campaign. Uh, he did. Great, was great was time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ethan is uh, Ethan is running a game. Uh, Kyle will maybe right. run a game one day. <laughs> but Kyle has played lots yeah. of D and D. Um, highly okay. unlikely, well. uh, because I don't I don't know anything about running my own game. But That's what we're trying to talk about, okay. Kyle. <laughs> Here's the way to start. Here's the way that you start DMing a campaign. Here's what's happened with my current one, at least. Basically. I played a video game, and I was like, huh, this is a pretty cool video game. And I played another game, I'm like, huh, what if I fusioned these two together? And that just kept happening with different forms of media until I had something resembling a yeah. coherent story. So basically, what I'm saying is, a relentlessly steal yoink. from... Just snort cocaine and... Yeah, a relentlessly steal, but you gotta steal from more than one mm -hmm. thing, you know? Alright, you've, right. you've gotta be a master thief. You can't just be a simple thief that only steals from, from one... Story or form of media. you gotta you gotta go you gotta when, be out there you gotta, you gotta when like I, it. yeah when I started running my first game I was super afraid of using anything outside of my own creations uh, and I I my first ever full campaign took place in a homebrew world that might be good for you that might not be good for you um, I don't entirely recommend it because it can be hard uh, to just jump into world building for your first ever. Uh, game. I have uh, unrealistic expectations for myself. Uh, you guys have unrealistic expectations for yeah. me. Fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I have unrealistic. 
I have higher expectations for you than I So you I have perfectly realistic expectations for yourself, um, Kyle. Yeah. You have unrealistically um, low expectations no. for yourself? Of course, of course. Well. Of course. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, so, but yeah. Um, so don't be afraid. Like, the Monster Manual, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, all those exist for the reason for a reason. That's Plus for you, you to can use. Spend them. two or three hundred dollars on a ton of other source books, like I have done. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna look over to my right shelf that's, here. That's really comedic. That you dare think I have. Kyle, I've seen the I've seen the amount of video games that you purchase that you are never <laughs> going to play. Yeah, and how much? And how much debt do you think I, I racked up with that? Kyle I steal, is I stole in my approximately twelve hundred dollars of debt to Valve Corporation. True, true. Uh, sorry, Valve, if yeah. you're listening. Um, yeah, but looking over on my my uh, my little D and D segment of my shelf right here, I have like nine five E books. I have, wait, I have to um, the Monsters of the Week, uh, core rule book, a bunch of dice in a bag. Um, you know, I've got a battle mat and a bunch of minis over there. Uh, and this just kind of goes to say, like, it, it, it's addicting. <laughs> yes. You never know. You never. You, you think that just one dice set will be fine until you get one dice set. And then you think maybe two would be yeah. better. And then suddenly you have a large box of dice that makes this noise. And you take it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I literally, I was, given, I was given one set of dice by mm. my friend. And um, then I proceeded after the quarantine started to buy five <laughs> other sets um, because I really like. They're the fun to look at, and you will think they're fun to look at too. Also, they're satisfying um, when they go the cl when they go click clack and then give you a good number. When they go clicky clack. Throwback. Throwback to the bean, bean dice. dice pretty poggers, honestly. I've seen dice with little rubber ducks in them. I want the bean dice. I've seen light up dice. There's so One many. One of our dice. friends has a fish, uh, has a bag for his dice, dice that's just fish. The yeah, <laughs> the dice fish. Uh, the dice fish. We need to. We should get him on. Jared this podcast will be on the podcast one day, and I'm holding discuss, that discuss, to myself and him. Discusses his entire bag fish. This entire segment of his bag fish. Yeah. Um. Another good place. Uh. Just transitioning a little bit. Transition uh, time. Getting a little bit off topic. Another place to to uh f mm. learn the ropes and uh get into some of your first games, are online communities. Yeah. I. Um. Sorry. No, I ahead. personally have taken a lot of inspiration and ideas from the subreddit r slash uh, DM Academy. I think it has a lot of good stuff. Like there was one post on there that I saw this past week that I'm thinking about incorporating into my games about from u slash two or twenty two glowworm twenty two. Uh, that was all about. Thanks, glow you glowworm twenty two. Yeah. If you're out there, uh, it's about uh, rewarding your characters with so-called character boons that are basically like class features that you can this is 5e by the way that are about uh like rewarding your characters with so-called character boons which basically are sort of like class features or like subclass features that are specifically tailored to the specific character which i just think is kind of neat like it's it you get a like random little cool. pieces of homebrew advice like that and you also can get like i've asked questions on dm academy i've I haven't answered questions, but I would be willing to answer questions on DM Academy. Just, just stuff like that. I think it's a good resource. Yeah. Uh, so we have you have DM Academy. You have um, Roll Twenty. Uh, Roll Twenty is uh, a place where it's like a compendium, uh, uh, a virtual tabletop, uh, and a community where you can actually find and play games. 
Um, so I'm bad at Roll20. I've yet to actually learn how the virtual tabletop works. Um, but there's also like um, similar to D&D Beyond, although D&D Beyond, you have to pay for a lot of stuff now. Unfortunately. Uh, you can look stuff up and find it. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you can find it super easily, like a monster stat block, uh, a specific ability, a class, or a subclass. Uh, you can look it up on Roll20. And Roll20 actually uh, goes beyond D&D, too, um, where you can actually like go ahead and purchase uh, other games on there, like Call of Cthulhu uh, and all those other fun uh, tabletop systems. Um, and I know that, and we'll talk about some of this later, uh, some RPG horror stories do absolutely um, stem from unknown uh online communities and games with strangers and all that stuff um but that's not to say that you won't find a good game uh on one of these sites so you shouldn't be afraid to put yourself out there sure yeah all right what else what else what else what else Ooh, i want to talk about i wanted to talk about whatever this was Um, so this is a, another small tip um, that I saw on Reddit earlier that I wanted to talk about. Um, this is from u slash uh, gnomish ranger on Reddit uh, using r slash dnd text. Another good uh, subreddit. That's uh, once again Reddit. Great has a lot of different subreddits. Uh, even mentioned DM, DM Academy, uh, dnd text. Is it uh, dnd all next? sorts of things? It is dnd next. Why am I saying <laughs> dnd text? I don't know. Sorry, right. D and next. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I might have been just reading it as D and D text this entire time. That's exciting. Love that. That's great. I love when that happens, uh, especially when you're trying to record a podcast and that mistake yeah. slips out immediately. That's <laughs> uh, fine. It adds character. <laughs> character is a word for it. Um, this is just a title of small tip that may be helpful to some people, and it says, remember to periodically remake your character from scratch to make sure that you have all the features you should have, especially if you're doing actual pen and paper character sheets. I decided to remake the ranger I'm currently playing, and I realized I messed up leveling him up somewhere along the way. There were a few spell slots I was missing, and my health was lower than what it should be. Um, so I think the first point part that's important here um, is uh, I think you should start any TTRPG pen and paper when, true uh, i would agree with that there are like i've used plenty of different uh virtual uh character sheet creators D beyond orc pub uh dollhouse um they are cool but if you use them all the time you won't actually know how to make a character without uh uh some random uh, website doing it for you uh, and this is not to sound like i want to go back to monkey uh this is like <laughs> hey, what if i mean i mean i can confirm because i my first character was on a character sheet and then covid happened and we all were forced into quarantine i had to rely on like D beyond to help me make my character mm -hmm. sheet and then the second time i ever had to make a character sheet like in person for your other your second campaign Theo um mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was doing because yeah I didn't really and then, then this is yeah and this is why this person is saying uh remake your characters every now and again I know I have looked at my brother's uh terrible beaten up character sheets downstairs in the basement and been like he needs to make a new version of this like even just for like like neatness and quality uh as opposed and uh uh, also just like 
brushing yourself up on all your abilities and stuff, it'll help you uh, remember like, oh yeah, I can do this cool thing yeah. uh, in game that uh, can really uh, beat some stuff up. I kept know? using, um, um, what was it? Eldritch Blast because I couldn't remember what half <laughs> of my spells did. I Kyle's mean, that's first... basically just playing a warlock, though. Yeah. To be first honest. character was a was a very was a very uh, one trick pony. Let's say. Hey, hey. All, um, my my other ones. Hey, if the one trick if the one trick works, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, I'm playing a I'm playing a a, a gloom stalker in Ethan's campaign, and I'm using the new uh, fighting style from Tasha's uh, thrown weapon fighting. So I made the whole character based off of knife throwing, and all I do is throw knives, and it works. So I'm just gonna keep throwing knives. Hell yeah. Um, but that's not to say you shouldn't for you shouldn't still remember all your other cool abilities. That's until uh, I make an enemy that's immune to knives specifically. <laughs> <laughs> immune to magical infinity knives. Uh, my character has has a bandolier of uh, of of knives that never runs out. Um, and um, I remember my first character that I ever made. Um, I used to, and this is I think especially important when you're first learning the rules. I used to go back. Uh, every now and again to just make sure I had like the right amount of hit points, the right amount of uh, proficiencies. I was playing a bard and jack of all trades and expertise. When that stuff stacks, you really want to make sure uh, that all your bonuses are in check. Um, it's just good, especially uh, you know when you're learning the rules, uh, to make sure everything's uh, all set and good. True. True indeed. With that, I think it's time for news. What do you guys think? I, I like I, news. News is good, unless news. it's bad news and... That's not good. That I mean, not, that's not very good news. Um, good, good news, coronavirus. That's, that's not, not good, good news. news. That's bad news. Forgetting about <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some TTRPG news. Um, the first thing I found that I thought was was interesting um, is that Call of Cthulhu is the number two tabletop role-playing game on Roll20. Um, you know, as I said before, you can play uh, a bunch of different um, tabletop games on Roll20. Um, and just under uh, 5e and uncategorized, uh, quote-unquote, is Call of Cthulhu, um, which I thought was pretty cool, I guess. I'm not going to lie, when you posted that in the document, it literally took me up until right now to realize that you didn't mean that it was the second one to be <laughs> added to World 20, that it was like just the second most popular. Call of Cthulhu just got added, I, I fully... <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that I fully thought that that was just the second. It was just the second one. <laughs> there's there, only there was only two one there. It's D and D five E and Call of Cthulhu. No, there's actually uh, you can get a whole bunch of stuff on Roll Twenty. I'm not advertising, but if I were wow. to advertise, Roll Twenty, hit me up. Um, uh, you can play like Fate. You can play uh, Call of Cthulhu. Obviously, uh, you can play all the uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games on there. Uh, pretty cool. And it's cool to see that Call of Cthulhu, which I say is arguably one of the more popular uh, systems. I mean, behind 5e, I think Yeah, because I remember, uh, Ethan, when we first started playing, Call of Cthulhu was like the second game you mentioned. Yeah. So, proof. Um, yeah. Moving on. Um, there was, I found a, uh, a new 5e adventure. Uh, from the Bell of Lost Souls .net called the Paladin and the Fiend, uh, which was uh, basically you know a classic plot hook. Plot hook: uh, the party gets like a cursed locket uh, with a fiend bound to it, um, which you can use this as like a one-shot idea or a um, like a plot hook for your current campaign. I'm not gonna lie; I mostly picked this uh, 
piece of news because there was an ad for a dice with uwu written on it and i thought that was funny so i was like i'm gonna put this in just so i can talk about that that's exciting um, i need to know where weird. that uwu dice is i'm gonna i'm for actually gonna click on the website purposes. real quick and see if the ad is still there Ooh. it is not still there it is uh, now it is american express we're gonna, we're gonna rough. go to google i want to see if i can find this uwu dice i'm sure if you google uwu dice you'll find something um hopefully that's pretty important um, but yeah, I and I, to, I I didn't click on the ad, but so I'm wondering if like it was a nat twenty you get an uwu, or if it was a nat one you get a uwu. Nat one is uwu, nat twenty is oo. True, 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 true. Yeah, so I I had also been going to talk about because this podcast didn't exist when this was first announced uh, back in January, <laughs> about a month ago. But uh, the new D and D five e book, the uh, which we call it Candlekeep Mysteries. I thought it was kind of interesting, because unlike the nor- unlike a lot of like the more traditional adventures, which are like longer form, like you play like they run from like level one to whatever. This one is just seventeen one shots, which I think is pretty exciting. Uh it includes Heck yeah, it's nineteen different designers, which I thought is pretty sick because uh, from what I remember reading, a lot of these different designers were all like. A bunch of, uh, like independent, con- like independent people who got to work with Wizards of the Coast on this, and yeah, seventeen different one-shot adventures that take place from levels one to sixteen, uh, that are all based around this one central theme of like books. So basically, everyone begins in the Candlekeep Library, I believe, is what it's called. Nice. And you find a book, it sends you on an adventure, and you go off on that adventure. That's super cool. Yeah. And so that yeah, is on that. March 16th. So I'm going to be buying that. I don't know if anyone else is, but I am. Yeah, I didn't know about that until Ethan had mentioned it yesterday. I tend not to like to run modules all that much. But that's not to say that I won't run one. Uh, and this book might be a good uh, a good try. I, my, I think my first game that I ever ran was a module. Um, then I just stopped running modules yeah. especially uh, i think up. this could be good for like someone who wants to get into dming because of the fact that it's yeah, all one shots so it's just a way to kind of experiment yeah try something new i also think that i also noticed this was pretty interesting because it was the uh first like official adventure that is wheelchair accessible which is kind of sick Ooh, that's cool there was because there's been this whole push for more like accessibility tour for disabled for people with disabilities over the past couple of months. Like, I know there was the whole thing with, uh, like, the combat wheelchair supplement and then mm-hmm. Matt Mercer incorporating it into Critical Role and, like, some of, like, the figure websites, like, incorporating wheelchairs. I just thought it was kind of cool. That is cool. That is very cool. All right. I think now that the news has ended, unless there's any other news that I didn't list on this uh document here that we want to talk about that was what i um i don't have i think we're good kyle doesn't have any news uh we're gonna take a quick break in in some news i did find some uwu dice that's that's pretty important news that's important (laughs) news dice all right uh we're gonna take a quick break um kyle's gonna go order some uwu dice kyle's gonna go order some uwu dice it's like 80 dollars i can't order uwu dice we'll be right back
All right, we're back. Kyle has ravioli. Everything I took a singular sip of water. I took multiple actually, because I'm a I'm a I'm a rascal. Like good that. for you, Theo. You guys should uh, <laughs> Good for me indeed. Um, every now and then, you know, we have our one topic on this podcast, and sometimes you want to switch to other things. You know, fantasy is important, but sometimes we got to learn. Yeah. Right? Education. I like education. Kyle, do you like education? Depends on what the education is. Well, you're going (laughs) to love this education. We are introducing. We are introducing. For the first time, and probably going to be carried out into every episode from this point on until we run out of them. Purely because it was an unremarkable (laughs) Twitter joke. It was a Twitter joke when I announced that this podcast was going to be made. The unremarkable presidential fact of the episode. Woo. Yes. This week's fact is about Grover Cleveland. Who likes Grover Cleveland? I don't. I hate that man. True. Grover Cleveland, did you know that his first name was Stephen? I did not know that. That's exciting, Thea. His first name was Stephen. He changed it in middle school, I think. I don't know. What did did we say? Or Or was that Ted Cruz? I Ted think that, that was Ted, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz changed his name in middle school. What was his Grover? What was his, uh, what was Ted, what, okay, wait. We'll get to Grover Cleveland. Saying, what was Ted Cruz's original <laughs> name? Hold on, let me Google this because we talked about this the other. This is now top. This is now a good conversation to have. Ted Cruz's name was Raphael Edward Cruz. <laughs> okay. Raphael Cruz is such an arguably better name than Ted Cruz. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of spitting facts. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Grover Cleveland's original name was Stephen. He used his middle name, Grover, as an adult. Um, but never forget that we could have had a president named Stephen Cleveland. I think I that would have been better. That he would have been, been so much more memorable. Who likes Grover? All my homies love Steve. Steve, Steve Cleve. Sure. They called him in college. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. The, the noteworthy college fraternities of the 1860s. <laughs> Well, yeah, what did they do? Um, I mean, what else would they do in the 80s? The frat boys be like, oi, bro. Wait, the frat boys be like, ah, oh, yes, good sirs. We are going to attend the local baseball game today. No, no, no. If this was, if this was the 1800s, it would have been like, yeehaw. Um, because Wild Wild West. True. I'm just saying. True, 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 true. Alright, that's our unremarkable presidential fact. Uh, it was unremarkable. Time to t- time to talk about tabletop <laughs> games again. Uh, we're gonna move into well. First of all, we're gonna skip a segment that we would do um, if we actually get some questions. Hey, you out there, listen to this right now. I know you're you're paying attention. You better no, be, not. or I'm gonna be mad at you. Are you're we paying feel attention? Sad when Is you, anyone paying attention you're, to you? You're gonna feel sad when you go to bed. Is anyone paying attention to life? No. I didn't pay attention to the nice man's podcast when I was listening to it. I haven't been so paying, attention paying attention to life since the fifth grade. You can email us and tweet us with your questions. Uh, you can email us uh, at, g- at uh, session05pod at gmail.com. Session uh, or actually, uh I will tell you in just <laughs> a second. It, it's actually session. So that's the Twitter. The Twitter is session05pod. Uh, at session zero five pod on Twitter. That's S E S S I O N number zero five P O D on Twitter. And then you can email us if you'd like a little more anonymity. 
session0.5pod at gmail.com. That's S-E-S-S-I-O-N 0.5pod at gmail.com. But we're skipping that segment because nobody sent us any questions or anything. Yeah, so this is cool. We're going to move on to stories. Story Yay! Time. Story, time. story time. RPGs can give you a lot of funny stories. They can. Sad stories. This other types of stories that aren't funny or sad. <laughs> just, just completely average <laughs> stories. Regular <laughs> stories that you hear from an office building, and they're really like, boring. Hey, um, did you hear about that? Uh, hear about that orc we fought last week? Yeah, I, I cut him with my sword in a very boring way. <laughs> <laughs> just extremely regular sword slice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but we're going to talk about some of our personal stories. Um, once again, you can give us your stories at our email and our Twitter. Um, hint, hint. I'm going to go. Wait, I'm going to go email the official Twitter account just so that way I'm going to go tweet. At email. The you're going to email the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to email. Uh, go email Jack. the Twitter. I'm going to email Jack, and we're going to tell him to email. I'm going to email. Uh, <laughs> you Jack email from here? Twitter, email us. Okay, email email the. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I get the email. This is exciting. Wait, oh wait, I, I have to go actually do the email. I was, I was, I was oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go wait, wait. Hey Theo, you wanna repeat that email account again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Email <laughs> is session zero point five pod at gmail dot com. Alright. Oh, you mean I can email you at session zero point five at gmail dot com? That's right. You and everybody listening right now can email me and all of our guests who will appear on the podcast, session0.5pod at gmail.com. Isn't that fantastic and isn't that wonderful? I didn't spell gmail correctly. That's sad. That's sad. It is very all right. sad. All right, I sent you an important email, Theo. This is a good all story. Right, i got to read this email. I have gotten no email. So I'll see if I get it. I just sent it to I'm just gonna, just gonna keep refreshing it. Hopefully it comes. I just threw my phone. One sec. Ah, there it is. Oh, look at this great story from. Oh, who's this lovely fellow? Oh, Overfallen. Oh yeah. I'm sure, he's a great guy. Story. <laughs> I casted a spell at a dragon, and it was cool, and we won. Yay. Well, this guy had a really good story. I'm really glad that he I'm, was so detailed and intense. I'm and fun. so glad that he shared our so story, great. his story, with us, so we could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but that actually does transition to a real life story that we can talk about. Uh, Ethan, if you'd like to take that away. I mean, uh, it was your game. I, 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 I was living in it, you know. <laughs> All right. Here's what we'll do. I'm gonna introduce the game. Yes. This was a one shot that I ran for fun. Um, not too long ago. I think it was like... It was early corn. I feel like sometime... I think it was sometime in the yeah. summer. I thought it was like spring or summer. I think summer, it was yeah. in the summer. Yeah, Spring or summer. summer. I decided that I was going to be really terrible to myself, and I was going to run a level 20 one-shot. None of us had ever level played 20. up to past, like, level, like... We would played one one-shot at 14, and then we'd never played anything past, like, 5 at the time. Yeah. Um, so level 20... One shot. Level 20, if you aren't aware, is the highest level you can reach in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Um, and I decided for flavor, 
that our level 20 characters would be based off of the Greek gods. Not just based off of my dog is barking. Shut up. Hi, dog. <laughs> He's the oh, special guest. Do a, trying to do a podcast. Special guest, my dog, everybody. His <laughs> name is Wesley. He's great. Except for when he barks really loud and interrupts my podcast. Um, <laughs> so we decided that we were going to play as Greek gods. That was going to be our... He's still barking. It's so... Is there, like, right. a mailman at your house? There must be, like, an Amazon truck or something. But, anyway, we decided we were going to play as the Greek gods. Uh, I think we had, um, like, Poseidon. We had Dionysus. That was Kyle's character. Yep. Ethan was playing as Athena. Uh, all sorts of great characters. And I think this is where I got to turn it over to Ethan. Yeah, so... Because he's the star of the story. So we were doing some, like, some fancy special, you know, like... Everyone was getting their own magic items because we were gods. And uh, mine, as Athena, was based off of an old story where she, I believe, like lost some art competition and like turned someone into something. I don't remember. It's been a couple months. Uh, <laughs> but it was based off of that. So I had a sword where you could cast True Polymorph, right? And then because I was, we were fighting off some people in DC, I something about the main villain yeah I th it was yeah the villain was hades and he Hades was, to kill hades was trying to take over the world uh and he decided to start with washington dc to like kill the president of the united states start with the united states and spread out to the rest of the world um so we were in dc we were and uh we were fighting off some zombies on the national mall by zo some i mean like several hundred thousand hordes yeah hordes and hordes <laughs> of zombies that were summoned by satan from the underworld and i got a really good idea and by really good i mean i thought it would make me look cool even if it didn't really help us in any <laughs> meaningful way so i used my true polymorph sword and i turned the washington monument into a blue dragon because that's how true polymorph works True Polymorph allows you to change an object into something, like, forever, I think. Um, yes, uh, it's an hour at first, and then if it, after that, if it, like, after that, if it hasn't died, uh, it change like, it stays that permanently, but it's no longer bound to you. Yes. Um, so... Ethan turned the Washington Monument permanently into a blue dragon. So, yeah, in that canon, there is no Washington Monument, uh... <laughs> And it is now a dragon. His name was and George. <laughs> his name was George, based off of George Washington, and he was there throughout the entire rest of that session. Yes. That was a good session. Uh, that was also the same good session times, that I <laughs> banished Hades, and Theo forgot that legendary resistances existed. Mm -hmm. I always forget that legendary resistances exist whenever I'm doing high-level games. Yes. Um, every time, without fail. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one story. Uh about how the Washington Monument no longer exists. If you go to Washington, D.C. right now in real life, it's you will look to see a Washington Monument, and you will, in fact, see a giant dragon. That is true fact. I, I went yeah. to D.C., I can tell you right now. Also, if you just if you just fact. stand there, or if he's just standing there. He's not doing anything. He's just kind of standing there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can pet him, though, and he might give you a ride. This is true. This is true. I, I went, and th it was true. <laughs> yep, we've been. We all went to DC. We can tell you firsthand. There's a dragon there. All right, we have a couple other stories. I think next I'll tell an embarrassing story where actually Ethan was the DM for this. Hell one. yeah! Um, so Ethan, if you want to introduce kind of uh, the premise of the campaign we were playing at the time. All right. So basically, I was. It was my first campaign. 
it was like a Eberron campaign that we're no longer running, you know, uh, because I got bored and distracted with it. But you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's like that. And uh, we were the, I was introduced in, like this whole cult, so this whole cult. I don't. I was gonna say subplot, but it wasn't a subplot because it was the main plot. <laughs> and. There was also this new guy in town who just was being nice to them at first. Who's a new NPC that totally was not suspicious in the slightest. Uh, he was being nice. He was just being a good man. And then Theo, I don't know. Yeah, when Ethan says not suspicious, I fully believed. <laughs> you did. I full. You did. I fully. Um, I fully thought he was being <laughs> suspicious. Uh, I fully believed his lies and deceit, and I my character was a wizard and one of the. <laughs> The uh, he was a Warforged wizard, and one of the uh, big character traits that he had, he was very curious and very helpful. And um, he was also a he was also the chronology subclass, which does come into he play. Was a chronologist. So from the uh, Critical Role uh, source book, uh, which I believe is called Explorer's Guide to Wild. Explorer's Guide. Yes. Um, so this is ba- basically he was a time wizard, uh, who could like reverse time. There was also some other um spells that came with that source book including one called wrist pocket which allows you to um uh hold like a small object in your hand and like whisk it away into a small pocket dimension yes so we were talking to this npc and i he had mentioned i think and this was like all that you had to do to get me to (laughs) to to cave um was like you mentioned that he was like a uh learning magic or was like yeah. interested in learning magic i think he knew a couple of cantrips but he, or yeah. he obviously knew more but he didn't show you guys for yeah and i was like oh let me teach you this spell i'm dumb and <laughs> i taught him wrist pocket um by like whisking away a teacup or something and literally had him practice it a couple of times yeah. because i'm stupid um and later that really bit us in the butt when we had to get some kind of like important artifact uh to start like a ritual i think it was yes that that he was going to use to be in a ritual yeah to like destroy the world um excuse it wasn't to destroy the world it was just to summon a herald of the apocalypse that would destroy the world who would destroy the world Uh, (laughs) i don't even know i I don't remember Um, i don't remember anything about that game by the way um but yeah i um whisked uh i i he we were trying to get the thing from him naturally but he just grabbed it and wrist pocketed it and i was like oh shit (laughs) because i realized oh i taught him that spell you did yay me Um, look it added flavor to the moment you know it did add flavor to the moment um and this is the kind of thing uh this also uh is a learning moment don't be afraid of failure in 5e because even though that was a atrocious failure on my part and sorry obviously continue i had something to add um it was uh you know it was still a cool moment and it allowed for a little more plot development and also yeah don't be afraid to contribute to plot development through intentional failure like don't make the game (laughs) like don't make the game less fun for the other people like do what you can to make like because obviously it's a cooperative game your goal is to have fun and maximize the fun of everyone else but don't be afraid of you know Making like adding adding some humor by like doing something that y- your character would do even if you necessarily wouldn't do it. Like if like you notice that someone's being suspicious but your character is stupid and wouldn't, 
you know, play it like that, because it just, it makes it more fun for everyone if you kind of get into your character. Yeah, one of these days we'll have a, a, a main advice segment uh, for metagaming, and we'll talk all about metagaming, because uh, that's another big thing. Um, hate it. All my homies hate metagaming. Except when it's it, except when it's allowed. Yeah. Except when it's good metagaming. <laughs> We're going to talk about it at yeah. some point. We'll talk about it, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. Um, if you're a D&D player or a TTRPG player, you probably know. Um, okay. I think we'll talk about one more story. Uh, you know, you had one that started me being an idiot. You had one that started Ethan being cool. Now we'll uh, talk about one that started Kyle being cool. Um, I love it when Kyle's cool. We love it when Kyle's cool. We love um, it when Kyle's cool. This one is going to take a bit of explanation because I run games that require a lot of context. Um, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to explain so, anything about the Isles campaign requires a lot uh, of context. My first campaign my magnum opus uh was called islands of hosvog my first ever homebrew world uh it was an archipelago continent uh that was war torn from a war over uh innovation in technology uh factions were created those factions became different nations uh that were all uh on different islands so that the whole basic theme of the campaign that i was building here was that each island had its own level of technology uh, that it had advanced to. So there was like one that was in the middle, one that was uh, monkey, and one that was uh, like kind of like steampunkish. Um, and then one that was like called the Mystery Island that was like dinosaurs. Wait, I thought that stuff. one was supposed to be the monkey. Um, Which one was monkey? Yeah, I guess that one's technically monkey. The other one was more like high medieval. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then you had like low, low medieval, low fantasy, and then super low fantasy, basically. Yeah. More tech. Um, and that led to a lot of random stuff happening, including uh, one time where the main bad guy, who is actually not the main bad guy, and this is where I'm going to get into a whole bunch of random uh, contextual stuff, that bad guy who wasn't the actual bad guy but was um, like hypnotized by the real bad guy sent all the player characters to robot hell. <laughs> and this, we were talking about... Uh, uh, thoughtful yoinking earlier uh, for all of your D&D games. Entirely yoinked from Futurama. Um, I took Robot Hell as a dimension um, for the players to be sent no, to. No, there were already robots in the campaign. It's not like this was our yeah. first there experience were already robots. robots. It's <laughs> there were already robots. Uh, yeah, uh, constructs were created in like the steampunk uh, technology kind of place. Um, so they got sent to Robot Hell. And that led to them having to try to escape Robot Hell, which of course led to a meeting with Robot Satan. And I will let Kyle take it from so, here. <laughs> it's been a while since this session of the campaign happened. I think this happened like sometime in like early spring-ish. So my details are a little fuzzy. Yeah. yeah was, it was early we're, COVID. We were meeting with the... It was one of the first sessions we read after COVID. Yeah. Mm. So... Right as we're trying to like get out of get out of robot hell, meeting with robot Satan, and he challenges me, um, well he challenges the entire group to try and uh beat him in a contest. So I step up, kick his ass in a fiddling contest. And <laughs> this is also wow. entirely cool song reference. Drama. Um, so we get out of hell because I beat. Robot Satan in a fiddling contest, essentially. Of course. Yeah, it was like a a group of performance checks uh, 
this is a, a rule that I use uh, a lot in my games, where I uh, decide to use death saving throw rules, um, but to have them be contested for just different uh, checks. So, like in this case, I think it was Kyle versus Robot Satan, and they had to um, each reach like three successes before the other one uh, in order to win. And the deal was, you beat me, you get out of robot hell, and Kyle I got like, I got, beat I think robot I got like two Satan. Wait, so what would have happened if we lost, by the way? <laughs> you would have fought robot Satan. <laughs> was that a winnable fight? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, he was based on, uh, his stat block was uh, something that you guys, I believe, had already fought up to that point, actually. Um, oh, nice. Um, either you had already fought it or were going to fight it very soon and eventually did um it was the i think it was the warforged uh not colossus but the warforged like titan i think it's called uh was what his stat oh, block was based on nice uh as well as like he had like a couple of little uh robot devil a uh, robot demon guys with him too that he would have to have had to fight yeah i rolled like but two yeah. nat 20s during that contest so yeah that was <laughs> yeah it was, it was pretty that whole wild. campaign yeah. was wilding yeah, the last session of that campaign, I had the greatest luck I've ever had in Dungeons & Dragons, where I rolled, what was it, like a 20, 20, 20, 19, 18 or something yeah, in a you row? Had, you had yeah, it was rolls. insane. Um, yeah, the and final I was playing boss a was Munkadin, <laughs> so that was like yeah. 200 damage, because I was smiting <laughs> on those curts. Yeah, and we were, and they were turn. level 10. You guys were level 10, I think. Yeah. Um... And yeah, basically the end. The the end is another wild story. The end of this game, uh, they spent the whole like eighteen sessions before the last one making a bunch of friends. Yes. <laughs> and they decided to pay off those friendship points <laughs> by having them all come as a giant as giant armies for an end game style, uh, giant war. Uh, it was a good time. It was. Yeah. Great time. Uh, by the way. To ruin all DMs' lives out there, I'm now making, I'm now pumping into the heads of new players that is totally viable to make a bunch of friends and create giant armies to ruin your fights. Uh, yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, it was fun. still, it was still a good battle. Um, we had a good time. It was still a good battle. Uh, still some uh, hard enemies. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, encounter balancing in an episode in an episode at some epidote. point. That was definitely something. Epidote. That was definitely something that I had to learn. I had to um, learn how to make the action economy balancing. work. The, the action economy hard. is shambles. It is hard. Uh, <laughs> Just legendary actions. Give everything legendary action. That is that is that has been Ethan's new. Uh, Hell, uh, hey, look! If it works, it works. Yeah. Whenever Ethan's new uh, thing. Actually, Ethan, why don't you explain this? Because um, this might actually okay. People might be so, able to use this. So action economy. You know, sometimes. You don't want to have just one enemy, like, taking one action, especially when you have a bigger group, because we play with six. And, like, because you don't want the action economy to be in shambles, because if the action economy is in shambles and your guy only gets to take one turn, while everyone else gets to take six, you can't do much. Because your, your guy essentially has to be absurdly overpowered, just in order to be able to not roll over. Took me a long time to learn that. So... I, what I've been doing, because obviously there's some fights where you can't just give them minions, but what I've been doing is running, uh, just giving, like, homebrew, uh, just giving, like, even, like, normal enemies that they're fighting on their own, just, like, a couple of legendary actions here or there. Not many, but just enough to kind of keep it interesting, so that way you, uh, it's possible to do, like, 
like single enemy fights without just the the enemy instantly dying. Yeah. In in Ethan's uh, homebrew campaign, we just fought like a what was that stat block? By the way, I never asked that. Uh, we okay. fought like a, it a was, ghost guy. It it was a very strange mishmash of a revenant. Uh, but I gave him ranged attacks and took away a couple of the revenant things, and then I gave him legendary actions. Like, I moved the, like, revenant glare from being a normal action to being a legendary action, and then I just changed his claw attacks to... Or, like, his, like, gr like melee attacks to the spears, and then the grab part of the melee attacks was, like, the chain spears. Yeah. Yeah, my character got wrapped in chains for, like, half yes, that the fight. Theo's character did not get to play the game. Because got, like, he got one very turn. unlucky. The one turn I got did kill the enemy. <laughs> yes, true. But before that, I was in chains the entire time. Um, yeah. All right. That's all of our stories, I think. I think so. So with that... Oh, we've been talking for almost put... an hour. Yeah, it's been almost an hour. Good talk, guys. Good I think it's about time to wrap this episode up. Well, this has been fun. Good times were had by all. In the words of Seymour Skinner from The Simpsons. Um, True. I've never watched The Simpsons. And, uh, I hope you guys had a good time. I hope, hey, everybody at home, I hope you guys had a great time. Exactly. This is for you guys. Imagine right. that I'm giving you a hug. I can't really give you a hug. I would love to get I'm hugged by disembodied. Theo. I would I'm love to get hugged by Theo. Disembodied <laughs> voice. Theo. Uh, On the I, other side you of know, the You know, I thought we would go entire thing without simping for Theo but we couldn't resist it's not possible Theo. I'm too hot uh, and on that note we're gonna end because I'm on top <laughs> thanks everybody so much for listening uh, it's been a great first episode of the session 0.5 podcast uh, tune in next time we make one of these uh, you know subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, follow us on Twitter blah 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 uh, thanks everybody for listening have we wish you luck in all of your TTRPG pursuits Good night. Bye.